Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Weekly Waffle. My name's Joe Smart. I hope you're well and having a good week so far. So this week I'm going to be waffling on around compassionate leadership. So compassionate leadership is something that the King's Fund, which is a, a big sort of independent body that does a lot of research and development for the NHS, um, describes as Compassion is defined as the sensitivity to suffering in self and others with a commitment to try and alleviate and prevent it. And we can we can experience compassion and compassion in lots of different ways. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is how I use this within my own role and what I try to do in terms of compassionate leadership across all the OD work I do. And before I get going, I want to say a big shout out to Jan who asked me to waffle on about this. So thank you, Jan, for the topic. Uh, it's something compassionate leadership is very important to me and it's something I weave through everything I do so compassionate leadership it's it, what does that mean so compassionate leadership as we know is sometimes about making things happen so compassionate leadership is making things happen but really supporting everybody to do that so they focus on relationships through careful listening and understanding and empathizing and supporting with people to really make sure those people feel valued, respected and cared for. And so they have the, the, the framework and the ability to do their best work. And Michael, uh, Professor Michael West, who is one of those sort of leading figures within the NHS, um, has done a number of, to- of research topics and other things. And his evidence is showing that there's a compassionate relationship can result in, in more engaged and motivated staff with high levels of well-being. And this in turn results in high quality care. And what's really interesting is that I think there was one of the stats I saw that for every 5% increase in teamwork, there was a direct correlation with a drop in mortality in hospitals, which when you think about it is is mind boggling. (laughs) The nicer you are to people, sometimes the better the health outcomes are. So how do do, um, people with compassionate leadership behave? Well, in many ways, they very much put themselves in the shoes of the people they're trying to lead. So rather than sort of saying, this is what you need to do, get on with it, they very much want to understand and listen to how people are doing. And that kind of compassion for me is really trying to put yourself on someone else's shoes and see things from their point of view. And that goes back to the NLP sessions we talked about last time, where you move yourself from a first-person perspective to a second-person perspective, and sometimes a third-person perspective as well. And just to, if you've not come across that before, um, just to explain, a first perspective is very much what you feel and what you think. So something might happen, a situation, and you're angry about it. You know, it's not gone the way you want, and you're upset and you're cross. That's your first person. The second person is then looking at it from the other person's point of view. So you might think, well, actually, they they tried their best, or this didn't happen, or you know, you can see it from their point of view. And the third person is where you zoom out again and you can see yourself and that person. You're kind of observing them. So the third person might be looking and going, oh, that person didn't mean to do that, but he's obviously very, very upset by that. <laughs> so what, what's going to happen next? And so using that first person, second person and third person view, I find is really helpful when you're doing compassionate leadership because we're all human and we all will react to things when perhaps when things don't go the way we want or when things do go the way we want, we, we react, you know, we get the, the hormone dump, you know, we're kind of, we're all human, we're all wired to feel these things and there's nothing to say that that needs to be, um, you know, that feeling those things are wrong. But often when you're in a leadership position, you know, that we all know that when we have leaders and, you know, they're, 
the wrong term tone of voice or the wrong facial expression sometimes or even you know other sort of very subtle things can can radically affect people's days you know it can make people feel like they're having the worst day ever because maybe you've not been as quick to praise or you've hesitated before saying something because you know you're you're battling with your own internal process so it's very much around putting yourself in, in that kind of reflect on that putting yourself in that position and so compassion leadership for me is very much around looking at it through the first person so how do i feel second person how do they feel and third person how do they all feel and then looking at that and bringing it all using that new information to bring back to that first person to say well actually you know perhaps is outside their control perhaps this didn't work how can i help support this person going forward rather than maybe the gut response which is they've messed up they've done it wrong and i need to sort of punish or chastise or you know something which may make you feel a little bit better in the short term but radically doesn't make anything better in the longer term so compassionate leadership some people think that they that that makes it a bit of a soft option you know everyone can get away with anything and it's not not you know not that kind of holding people account and things and i think that's a really unfair challenge so for me compassionate leadership can be very willing to have some of the the hardest conversations because it's not about you it's about that person and so compassion cuts both way both ways it's not to say that you can you know it's everything's easy and you can get away with things because with compassion you're actually saying you did really well here or actually you've let yourself down and you could have done better and i expect more um, that is compassion you know if you think about how we're you know parents with children sometimes i think every parent would say they're compassionate but sometimes you you know when your your child isn't doing what needs to happen the fact that you care enough about them to say the thing that will make you unpopular with them and maybe sometimes a bit resented by them but you're doing it for for their own well-being and their own sort of pushing forward and i think if i just every parent who's ever tried to make their kid do their homework (laughs) or you know go to school sometimes or anything that they don't want to do immediately but you know is for their greater good you know and it's for their their own well-being you're you're willing to make yourself unpopular um for the short term because you know in the long term it's the best thing for them and sometimes compassionate managers particularly the way i kind of approach it is that uh, i care enough about the people i work with and the people that um i have the the honor to lead to make myself unpopular with them in the short term because i care enough about them in the long term to make them you know to try and make them the best they can possibly be and some of the best leaders i've ever had have been exactly the same um you know some people in my career at the time i just couldn't understand why why they were doing what they were doing and it you know i just felt like it they were being really hard on me or they were pushing me or nothing was ever good enough but now when i look back on it i realized perhaps they saw something in me that i didn't even see in myself and they were compassionate enough and caring enough to make themselves um not not as popular with me in that moment uh in order to you know help me get to where i wanted to be and where, where they thought i could get to and for those leaders you know i'm um you know the gratitude is, is immense um whereas the leaders i've had which have kind of nodded and said yeah yeah that's fine yeah carry on you know that's good yeah maybe at the moment at that time i really liked them but when i look back i think what well, did i actually learn from that that experience and sometimes it's not not as big so uh i would say that if you're interested in compassionate leadership you've not come across it before then starting with anything by professor michael west is a fantastic place to start lots of videos on youtube lots of um, publications he's an absolutely fantastic speaker i've heard him speak a number of times 
and he's you know for me he's a bit of a true north you know uh, guiding star in what i do <clears throat> i always go back and check uh the, the research from professor michael west so i'd say definitely start with that if you're interested and if you're looking for some things that you might want to use kind of going forward i would say it's very much around um using these couple of tips so number one um the four behaviors that uh, atkins and parker in 2020 2012 um put down as a compassionate leadership framework so number one is attending and what that means is to being present and focusing on others and listening with fascination. Uh, so listening is probably one of the most important leadership skills because it really helps you move from that first person, again, what am I thinking, what am I feeling, to that second person, what are they thinking, what are they feeling? And really taking that time to listen and understand the challenges, the obstacles, the frustrations, and what's going on for their colleagues, and working out what brings them joy and what brings them, what would success be for them. So number one is that really attending, being present and listening. Number two is understanding. So really taking the time to properly and explore and understand the situations people are struggling with. So rather than just sort of, you know, briefing overview, yeah, I get it, you know, let's move on. But really that kind of follow-up questions, you know, can you you explain that to me again? I'm not sure I fully understand. And just really sort of trying to put yourself, again, move into that second position so you really understand what's going on rather than just half listening to someone talking about something, jumping to your own conclusion, and then just, you know, making a a snap judgment on, on what you think they should do. So very much using that coaching kind of approach and that, you know, putting yourself in their shoes. The third is empathizing. So this is around if people are upset, um, frustrated, happy. It's around empathizing with that that person in in the state that they come to you. So if someone comes to you and they're frustrated, it's, you know, you're empathizing, you understand their frustration, you want to understand and sit with them in that frustration, if only for a short while, so you can understand it too. And by empathizing, you then can then start to work with that person to help them where they want to get to. And the same is when things go really well. If they're really happy, if something's gone really well, then you don't want to be the person that goes, yeah, yeah, well done, well done. Now we're going to move on to the next thing. You, know, you want to empathize with that joy as well, you know, celebrate with them and be happy with them. So number three is really about empathizing and working with those people. And, in, and again, move into that second position and that third position to really kind of understand what's going on for them. And the fourth one is helping. So, and that sounds really simple as a leader or a manager or someone who's in a position of authority. That's what we should be there to do. But helping can be, if you understand the first two, attending, understanding, and empathizing, then helping becomes lots more, a lot more simple. And it's not about doing the job for the person, but it's helping remove some of those obstacles that are getting in the way. So that could be, you know, excessive workload, maybe conflicts within the team or within departments. It could be around providing more resources. It could be just helping that person understand a little bit more about themselves and their own working preferences. Sometimes it can be um, a bit of a nudge, a bit of a push, a bit of a kind of, come on, we need to get this done. Sometimes it can be the opposite, which is you're putting too much pressure on yourself. You know, <laughs> do this, let's work through this together. But really making sure that person feels that you're there to help them, that you're, you're in their corner but you can see by looking at that, if you just jump straight from listening, attending to helping, then you've not really understood and you've not really empathized. So sometimes that help can seem a bit empty or a bit like you don't fully understand 
Whereas if you've gone straight to if you've gone straight to understanding and empathizing, so you're kind of nodding along sympathetically, but then you don't help, that can equally be as frustrating. So it's very much around all those four elements coming together. So the weekly waffle, just to summarize it this week, is uh, just to talk a little bit around compassionate leadership. And it's something I will talk about a bit more going forward. And those four key things of attending, understanding, empathizing, and helping. So give those a go. Um, in your own practice maybe in and they can work in any situation it doesn't have to be a formal management situation they can be with friends they can be with family and when you start to layer on things like nlp or coaching or other bits we've kind of talked about they can really start to see how things can you know move forward so compassionate leadership is fantastic i love it it's something i role model and try and do myself every day and it's something i try to encourage in organizations that i work with because i believe that uh, it gets the best out of people and it enables managers and leaders to be, you know, do the thing that they wanted to do when they became managers and leaders, which is to help people and make things happen. So it's something I would really recommend that people look into. So that's the weekly waffle this week. Thanks always for listening. Um, any questions, please drop me a line. But otherwise, have a great week. See you soon. Take care. Bye. <laughs>